So we're back, everybody. It's your host, Rob Morris. You listen to the Rims and Nets podcast, episode 36, segment two. So I'm re-recording this because my recording got sh- shut off. So last night I was recording it literally right after I recorded the first part. And for some reason, I don't know why, why it happens, but I don't know. It's just because sometimes I'm recording off this phone. I'm trying to, I'm working on getting a laptop, so I haven't got it yet. So it would be a lot more smoother. My recordings would be a lot more smoother. I won't have to, you know, my editing is obviously better because I did get a microphone. So the audio is, is I'm not saying it's 100% crisp, but it's definitely much better than when I started. But I still have an issue when I'm recording on the phone. I might accidentally touch my phone or whatever, and it stops the recording while I'm recording. And, and then you, it's probably the most frustrating thing when you realize it 20 minutes in, 30 minutes into your recording, and you're not even recording anything. So that's what happened last night. So that's why I'm re-recording this tonight, uh, the next day, which I don't like to do that. I try not to do that. I try to do both parts on the same day, but here we are, um, this you know, the next day recording this, but, uh, anyways, let's get back to, you know, the current go-abouts, uh, like last night, I, I mentioned that I'm going to get into the high school recruiting news, um, we'll also get into the, the, I think we got four or five guys that I, I pinned down as, uh, guys that, if you've been following me for, since day one, you'll know what, you know, you'll be familiar with the names, and what they're committed to. Um, also kind of give you like a fit for each player. And how they would fit into the system and school that they're going to. Also we're going to c- kind of get. You know it would probably be a little note. With uh, Matar Maker go- committing to Howard. Uh, how that's going to affect smaller schools. And will this be a trend for the future. I don't know if it had anything to do with the Black Lives Matter movement. That Maker wanted to kind of set a trend for him to go to a historic black college but we're going to get into that a little bit on you know at the latter half of the show we'll we'll pretty much during these next 15 you know 20 minutes or so i'm not going to go on too long i have uh other obligations to go to so i have to make this kind of brief i apologize if you know if you guys wanted me to kind of be a little bit long-winded i know i can be long-winded i know i've had well over our podcast you know part segments or whatnot i i can be pretty long-winded if you want me to but i'll i'll keep this brief for today um plus the celtics literally it's like six o'clock in the east coast so the Celtics is about to play we're gonna get into those uh, uh key matchups which we already did uh in the first part so it's crazy that they're going to be starting up pretty soon as their tip-off is at 6.30. It's 6.09 in the East Coast right now. So that anyone looking forward to, you know, probably while we'll be uploading this podcast t- tonight. I won't try. I was trying to do it before, the, you know, for, you know, last night. But obviously, you know, I, I, I was I wasn't able to do that. But it will be uploaded 
tonight for sure. So you will have both parts of the awaited episode 36, which we haven't recorded in the last two to three months because of COVID. So we'll definitely get that uploaded. Like I said, probably on Sunday, you'll probably see some website updates, which I definitely have been scaling back on that. So that will be updated on Sunday. So further ado, let's get into these these high school updates and high school recruiting news updates. Let's start with um, uh, my man Bensley Joseph, which uh, he's definitely bounced around. Um, right now he's going to uh, believe he's going to Putnip Science. I'm not 100% sure. It's one of those private schools in Connecticut. He's originally from Connecticut. Um, he's committed to Miami. So he's in the class of uh, 2021. He's a nice change of pace point guard. 6'1", 160. Does need to bulk up a little bit, but I think he will. Um, he's still got another year of eligibility in high school left. So still got another year to go. I believe this upcoming year he'll be a senior. So, yeah, so he has a senior season to go, depending on what's happened with COVID, how that's going to work. I'm pretty sure, you know, with all sports are going to be starting up. I uh, I believe I drove by um, in my town, like they was playing Little League Baseball or something. So, I mean, if, if they're starting some youth sports, I'm pretty sure high school sports will be starting up in its regular time. Um, as far as I know, that this there's supposed to be school happening. There's supposed to be kids reporting to school under obviously the guidelines of COVID or whatnot. So it's still going to be school. It's and who knows how college is going to work? Are they going to have uh, virtual learning and whatnot? But you know, I just uh, told you. In the last segment, that SEC SEC football will be going on. They decided to have a season. ACC as well made a decision on that as well. I'm pretty sure all the Big Six conferences are pretty much gonna follow suit. So I think that's a good chance for college basketball to to um, to start as scheduled. So, but like I said. Bensley Joseph's got another year for that until he heads to Miami. So a good gift for Jay Larinaga. Um, we all know that his son, he coaches for the Celtics as an assistant coach. So that maybe that's why he has a lot of Northeast connections right now. Matt Cross was also another commit that he was able to pick up for uh, the class of 2020. So Bensley Joseph, another one of those players that he had his eye on. And I just think he's... A point guard that probably fits the mode of, you know, Miami Hurricane guards, up-tempo style. I don't, I'm not really, uh, don't really know the specifics of the Jay Naranaga system, but if I had to make a comparison, Bensley Joseph could potentially be the best guard that Miami's had since Shane Larkin. And Shane Larkin played for Frank Heath, you know, a while back, so... Frank Keith had a more of a up-tempo style, had a physical defensive style. Um, we all know Jay Lay Nigga, he used to coach for George Mason. 
he led George Mason to a Final Four. That's the reason why he had, you know, the credibility to get the Miami Hurricanes job. So it's going to be a challenge for him to build, rebuild the program that's in a strong conference in the ACC. You got to worry about Duke, North Carolina, Virginia, a lot of those powers that are not going away. In Miami, I believe they're in the coastal side of the conference, so they may not be playing. Yes, they they do play Duke. They do play Duke is in the coastal side. I believe North Carolina is in the coastal side as well, so they do have to play those two teams twice every year. So it's a challenge for Miami to really be competitive in basketball. They're mostly known for football. You know, when they are good in sports, they're known for their football program, but basketball... They've had some strong years. Like I said, the fake, fake, the Frank Heath year a couple years ago with Shane Larkin was a very strong year for the Hurricanes basketball program. So let's hope they can get back to that. Bensley Joseph is a guy that can probably do that for them. And I'm I'm pretty sure he'll be competing for a starting job because uh, they got some upper uh, upperclassmen graduating in the in uh, this year and the year after. Chris likes which is a 5'7 senior this upcoming year. Um, he's going to be graduating this upcoming year. So like I said, he sh- you know it should be an opening for Joseph to compete with Isaiah Wong, which is a, Isaiah Wong was a sophomore last year going into his junior year. So he'll be another guy that, that he'll have to compete with for that starting job or maybe he might play alongside him. So... Who knows, but I think Joseph is a, is a strong talent. He's a three-star recruit. I think he has a chance to, to start in that Miami backcourt in, in, in a few years when he's uh, ready to uh, graduate. But, uh, yeah, so we'll get to the next player that, I've, or, that I'm going to feature. But the next player I have featuring is Vlad Golden. Um, he's committed to Texas Tech. He's been a he's been a high riser of late, kind of a late um, pickup for Texas Tech. He'll be a 2020 class of 2020 commit. Um, he came out of nowhere um, a few months ago. Has had a, has, has definitely gotten a lot of attention. Uh, he arrived at Putnam Science. Well, I'm for sure that this uh, this guy he's he played at Putnam Science. So, Vlad Golden. I mean, uh, the Texas schools have really uh, been scouting Putnam Science, getting some players out of there. Uh, I believe there was another guy that's going to Texas A&M. If I'm not mistaken, he's also a guard as well. But Go- but Golden's a big guy. Um. Center, seven foot one, two twenty from Russia. Um, outstanding um, ability to protect the rim. Pretty good defender in the interior. Still a little raw on the offensive end. Still got to learn a little bit. But I think with an, uh, one or two years of season, I think by his sophomore or possibly his junior year, he could definitely contribute for for Texas Tech and and Coach Beard's program. As Coach Beard is known for guards, um, he's got a few guards that are going to be in, are in the NBA. Jared Culver's one guy. Jarius Ramsey is another guy that's going to be uh, NBA 
uh, projected for this draft, upcoming draft that will be extremely late. I wonder when that draft will happen. It's, I mean, COVID moved everything back. It's probably going to be in sometime, you know, after the season, of course, but right after the season, it's going to be such a huge turnaround to the next year. Um, we have to see, because I think Ramsey, if I'm not mistaken, is a uh, is potentially a, a mid to late first round pick. So they're definitely going to need some help at the guard position. But for right now, Vlad Golden will definitely help the interior for Texas Tech. Maybe they might have to go with that route this upcoming year and lean on the front court more so this year than they have before. Um, so that rounds that up. But uh, I got a, t- a few more guys that I'll look at, and then we'll kind of get to the latter half of the show. But uh, another guy I like is Curtis Henderson. He committed to Hartford uh, recently. Um, he plays for uh, Catholic Memorial, Massachusetts, right in West Roxbury, Mass., very talented guard, a little undersized. He's 5'9". I wouldn't say little. He's very undersized, but he's a very good scorer. We all know that you can make it in the NBA as an undersized scorer. Look at Isaiah Thomas. Look at uh, Nate Robinson. He fits that mold. Oh, just give me a drink of water. But he definitely, Curtis said it definitely fits that mold. Um, he's like about him. He's got a nice, uh, thick frame, five nine, one seventy. So he's a big guy. He's a strong guy. Low, low center of gravity, so he can kind of bounce off guys and and finish strong. Believe it or not, very good finisher inside. Um, pretty good shooter as well. He's got he's got pretty much the whole, um. Pretty much the whole, uh, I'm trying to think of the word. He's got the whole package, pretty much. Um, defensively, I would say he's, obviously that's going to be a weakness for him. Going to a, a whole another level of basketball, Division One. I know he plays for the, Hartford is in the Northeast Conference, so it's not a huge jump with talent, but it's still... You're still playing against grown men, and you're still playing with much bigger players. There's not a lot of five nine guards in there, even in, in pretty much in all Division One. You're gonna find bigger guys even at that guard position, where Curtis Henderson probably was playing against guys that maybe at his size or below. Massachusetts is not a huge, huge, you know, market when it comes down to or huge um, basketball, you know, area. Where you'll find a lot of huge players. There's a lot of undersized players. So it really didn't bother him to be 5'9 in Massachusetts. But it's going to bother him when he's playing, you know, against uh, collegiate athletes. All right. So my next player is uh, George Smith. Which, I mean, if you've been following me, you he's another familiar name. Um, he's bounced around. He went to a prep school after he graduated from Central Catholic. And it worked out for him. Now he is committed to uh, Ivy League Penn. So a nice get for uh, Penn. 
got a smart kid, but also a very solid shooter from the outside. He's lefty, a left-hander. Um, can dribble it a little bit, but mostly a standstill shooter, spot-up shooter at best. Can can shoot off the dribble a bit, but he's like I say, he's mostly going to be a marksman at the next level. He'll probably come off of screens, um, probably come off of pick and rolls and pull up off of pick and rolls from three. So that's pretty much his game. Um, he's a pretty big guy though. He's six four, one ninety, so pretty solid size for to to play at the guard position at that level. So he's not going to be, you know, not going to have to have that difficulty of Henderson adjusting to the size of the, of the you know, of the Division One level players. He's pretty much right around the size where he needs to be at his position. He could probably play a little too, you know. He he's he's probably a two. He's not really a point guard, so he's got pretty good size. He'd probably be with a manage with at that height to be able to play at the two two guard position at that level. So, pretty good gift for Penn. I think he fits pretty well with their program and what they want to do. All right, so just a quick note. How does Matur Maker's decision to go to Howard, how is that a trend? And I would have to say that Maker is... I mean, this guy is a five-star prospect. If you don't know, he's uh, Don Maker's brother. So he has potential to probably be an NBA player. Um, I tell you what, if he if he wants to make his name as a, as a, as a guy that really put Howard on the map, he's got to have a huge year. You know, there probably will be some ESPN attention on him. Um, but he's got to dominate. I mean, I've probably seen this before. This is not really, he hasn't been, he's not really a guy that's done this before. I've seen other players have done this. Usually it's because maybe the coach might be, you know, the player happens to be the son of a coach. Like, for example, um, this happened maybe a couple years with Ray McCallum, uh, where Ray McCallum's uh, father coached for Detroit. So he ended up going to Detroit. So it's happened before, and like I said, he he ended up getting drafted. And so Ray McCallum ended up getting drafted by the Kings that year. In that draft, I think he was a first round pick or, or a late first round pick, second round pick. I think it was right around in that area, and it's definitely not a new, not a huge thing. But I definitely think it's been a, a very new thing for a historic black college to get a player like this of, of this caliber. So it's going to be fun to see how it how it how it looks to see if they can make it to the NCAA tournament. That's probably what I'm going to look out for just to see if they make it to the NCAA tournament. And Howard's probably plays in the, uh they play in the MEAC conference, which is an extremely weak conference overall out of all the mid-major conferences in in the country. I think that's one of the weaker mid-major conferences. It shows when they get a very low seed. There's a lot of times there are always landing as a 16th seed so we'll see if they go undefeated let's see if they have a huge year it was also a story i was uh looked up the other day as well that um there was two happened to be two 
white players that transferred to two historic um, black colleges. So that has definitely been a story as well. Uh, you could find that story on the um, Undefeated, which is, you know, another um, it's another side page for ESPN. ESPN has a lot of other, you know, associations and Undefeated is one of the associations. I thought the Undefeated used to be a part of Yahoo, but I think ESPN brought them out. So that story was I've, I was able to look that story up. And a lot of the both of the players that were like they weren't bothered by playing with um black players. They weren't bothered by it because they've had they've had an upbringing around you know African American or black people. So it didn't really bother them to play with a predominantly black team. So it seems like everyone's trying to this is the time to to be trendsetters or, or break break the mold or whatever, and I feel like they're they're rolling it. They're trying to break the mold. Well, I, I don't mind playing with a predominantly black team. It doesn't bother me. And obviously, with Matar Maker's decision to go to a predominantly black school instead of going to the probably one of his, he could have went to any school in the country, and he chose to go to Howard. So it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting college basketball season. Hopefully everything starts out, you know, um, good because of, you know, the coronavirus situation. Hopefully everything starts on time, but I'm pretty sure it will. Um, but, but for that, I mean, I know it's been a kind of a topsy-turvy show. This is my first recording in... It's been a while, and I got a lot going on. I just got out of my job, and we had a long day. Um, had a had a long week. I mean, it's pretty much almost over. I got one more day to go, and my Friday is basically my Saturday. My I worked Saturday, so basically my Friday is my Saturday. So even though it's Friday, I still got to work another day. So and then I'm working a double as well. So. It's kind of tough to kind of fit things in. When I have time, I have limited time. And it kind of was frustrating to to have a full recording and it didn't record. So that was pretty frustrating for that to happen. But nevertheless, I'm recording this now. And that's that. So next week, I'm definitely going to have it. I mean, it may not be next week. It'll probably be, I'll probably have a, a podcast every two weeks to keep it. You know, honest with you, I, I mean, I would love to do it every week, but I'm probably think it's going to be every two weeks. Maybe we can start getting a routine going, and once we start to get a routine going, maybe it might be every week. But for right now, this is going to be every two weeks. So we'll give you an update of what's going on currently. Then we'll, you know, probably skim back to a week that I missed. You know, we'll cover that as well. So, what you know with me, I'm going to cover all levels: college basketball, high school, NBA. Um, obviously, we got into a little bit of high school. Didn't do a lot of college basketball, but I really is just I really kind of just briefly got into it, just kind of just talking about that. What is going to happen with college basketball? Is it going to happen? But I really think I'm pretty positive that all the sports in all the levels will.
will continue unless something drastic happens within the next, you know, month or so or whatever. Or that's when the seasons will begin. Those winter uh, sports will begin in, you know, October, November. So we'll kind of know August just started. August will be coming uh, tomorrow. So you got, you know, and the NFL starts as well. So, I mean, all the sports look like they're going to start on time. You know, unless something drastic happens, I feel like everything will start as planned. You know, obviously things got pushed back, you know, particularly all the current sports that are coming on right now. They got pushed back and then that, you know, hopefully that won't push everything back into winter sports that are coming up for the upcoming year. You know, the you know, the college sports and high school sports and whatnot. Hopefully that doesn't get held back. But I mean, I heard I heard that they. I mean, some sports have been are starting in December or even January, so they might get pushed back. Um, I just don't know about college basketball because, like I said, it's a big money maker. Just like college football is a big money maker, college football will be starting on time. So we'll see. We'll see how everything unfolds. All right. So this is your host Rob Morris. You listen to the Rims and S podcast. I'm out for now. Peace. Stay safe, everybody.